My name is Matt Brown. That was cool. Um, well, I guess we're done. Uh, so, thanks. Wait, wait. I got about to talk. I'm about to talk. Wait, I want to talk. And let's start the show. Yeah, I, I hear these stories like and I, different people like they actually they go to dinner with their ex-wife and, and her new husband and stuff. And who's doing that? going on everybody the world is a better place because you are here to join us my name is matt brown and i am the host of the productive conversations podcast it is thursday august 10th 2023 and we have another tweet cap for you talking about the biggest stories across the entire internet and we're gonna have ryan page hayden nadler with us today and it's going to be very very exciting i cannot wait but before we get into this fun thing known as the tweet cap and before we talk all of the crazy things happening in our world i just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter and x at prod convo pod and we're on tiktok at Productive Conversations, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Productive Conversations. So it was a nice and smooth week, I would like to think, so far. I'm just trying to enjoy this summer, and I feel like I finally got a grip on it. I've just been working so much, and of course it's almost over. But the fall definitely is the best time of the year weather-wise here, and it's just good vibes every single day, really, except the days it rains just having that nice crisp, having football on, having baseball playoffs, having the going to the pumpkin patch and the apple picking and um, getting your pumpkin spice latte and then the holiday season is right after that. It's a great time of year. I just uh, want to wait till that happens, of course, as we all do. And I guess it's just your reminder, enjoy the summer because before you know it, it's going to be the fall and then the holiday season, then a very cold and unforgiving winter before we restart the good weather again with the spring. And springs here have taken a while to get really nice. So yeah, just enjoy it. Go to the beach, go to do that hike, um, go in the woods to do the hike, um, do your day trips in your big cities and go to games and concerts and all of that because before we know it, like I said, it's going to be very cold. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I know you will try to do that as well. So let's make the most of it. And do that while listening to this podcast, of course, and hearing the insane opinions on the insane things that are happening on the internet. And that's what our focus on the tweet cap will be today from the Montgomery brawl that has taken over Twitter. We have Colin Cowherd's very ignorant comments regarding Dwayne Haskins. We have Twitchers causing riots in New York City. Uh, Porn stars giving marital advice. The snack wrap is coming back. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. And of course, we're going to get into it with our great friends, Ryan and Hayden. So why don't we get into it? Let us talk about the big, crazy things happening in our world now. Let's do another tweet cap and let's have some fun with it. So let's do it, boys. Hayden and Ryan, it's your turn. Let's talk about the crazy stuff happening in our world. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. Uh, let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is a very productive conversation. This world is so much fun to watch. Here it's 
August 10th, 2023. Let us talk about the crazy things going on in our world. Here's another tweet cap here on the Productive Conversations podcast. Hey, and now they're Ryan Pager with us today. What is up, gentlemen? How's it going, Matt? What's up? Not too bad. Better than the disgraceful Yankees right now. And once I... Uh, Disaster. Oh, my God. Figure out this glow, too. It'll be even better on my screen. But, okay, <laughs> it looks like we fixed it. All right, guys. Let us talk about the crazy things happening in our world today. First things first, I'm sure over the weekend you saw the crazy brawl that took place in Montgomery, Alabama. So here are crazy. the facts for that. Here, according to USA Today. But basically, we saw... All right, before I quote the article, we saw a boat that needed to dock. There were these people who were being very ignorant and wouldn't listen to the security guard. So instead of being orderly, good citizens, they became menaces to society, which led to an intense brawl that no one needed to be a part of. I mean, we are having new camera angles and people showing, I know. posting their perspective of the fight. It's, it's terrible. Yes. And so uh, many, so many people instantly whipped out a camera. They're like, oh, let's get it, which I think is yeah, so kind it, of fun. I'm like, there's so many people knew this was going to happen. Pretty, like this. It's pretty scary that, that people were quick to whip, whip out a, uh, they were very quick to whip out a camera, yet didn't help as much when they should have. I mean, plenty of people were quick to plenty, plenty of people put out an ass whipping. Plenty of people, <laughs> plenty of people helped, but it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that people would rather film and, and get involved it's it's pretty sad yeah quite a reflection on society if you will our first instinct is to get content out of it but yeah as of now three men have been in charge with assaults following the brawl that broke out in alabama one of these three men was in custody and the other two were set to turn themselves in on tuesday according to police chief dale j albert Police are also seeking a man seen hitting multiple people with a folding chair during the brawl. If I think you guys saw that literal WWE I style, saw that too. and yeah. hence why we don't allow it. They don't allow I face don't shots anymore. I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I didn't see a man with a folding chair. I think the police should just drop it. I didn't see it. <laughs> but yeah, they saw 13 people being detained during this aftermath. And uh, yeah, it was quite the mess. But um yeah, is it, it like you said? This this has been. There's definitely some funny memes. There are some legit scary moments. I mean, the guy with I mean, the chair hit that woman like it's, straight it's, up on the tape of the top of the uh, top of the head like a wily coyote. It's not cartoon. surprising. It's not surprising that this happened in uh, you know Montgomery, Alabama. Not exactly the the most lo- not exactly <laughs> the most high class. You know, like Alabama people. Not not trying to say anything bad about Alabama, but. It's not exactly the, the classiest state. First mm. of all, roadside. Second of all, I'm <laughs> going to jump in here. I think that this is a classic example of, you know, I'm not going to swear. I'm just going to say mess around, find out. But you can insert the correct terminology for the kids at home. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I heard as well. I've seen online, granted, all online. This is all social media. I've done absolutely zero homework through legacy news media. Not a bit because I wanted to hear people's on the ground perspective. I heard that these this pontoon boat or whatever wasn't a pontoon. It doesn't matter. Was jawjacking with the ship's captain or co-captain or something. Someone on the ship also asked them, hey, we're docking here. This is our spot. Can you move? 
I did hear and they, that. Well. And they got belligerent with them. And that's when security came again. So that guy, what we saw, the beginning of the brawl was not like the first time they had been asked to move. Mm-hmm. That was the last time they had been asked to move. They had already been asked to move multiple times. Now, if you're if you're intent on creating a problem and keeping your boat where it doesn't belong, by the way, then yeah. whatever. Then that's that's your prerogative. The, pol- the police could get involved and, and make you move your boat. Uh, you're not supposed to be there. The boat was clearly it was a huge spot. It was clearly meant for the ship that was taking multiple passengers. It was not meant for, you know, personal watercraft. All right. That's number one. But they didn't even just leave it there. They didn't even leave it at belligerent. They assaulted a dude. We saw, we all saw it. They attacked yeah. the security guard first, and every single angle has confirmed that. Every single angle. Also, this boat like had like four or five guys on it. This is again just the guys. Plus, they all seem to have you know like wives or sisters or girlfriends or whatever. Like there was a bunch of people on this boat. If no one had interfered at they all, could have killed this guy. They could have absolute yes. It could have been a a whole different disaster. So. Listen, the chairman, who's not real, uh, but the chairman there, did he need to go full, you know, full rock mankind? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) But they didn't need to jump a security guard. They didn't need to do that. I mean, you should just listen to the man doing his job. But even if they were intent on not listening and being ignorant and being belligerent, clearly probably drunk, they could have still done that without attacking somebody. They attacked that guy. As soon as they tried to hurt a guy for just doing his job, it be- it became all bets off. We talk all the time about defending ourselves. We-, we freaking load ourselves up with weapons of actual combat to do to defend ourselves all the effing time in this country. And then one guy shows up with a chair, does a pretty good job of it all on his lonesome, and then we all have a problem. I don't think we can sit here and say they shouldn't or shouldn't have done that. This guy was being attacked. People saw it and people helped out. Now, the, the point about the camera thing, I'm actually, I agree. Like, it is crazy how many people just decided to yeah. film it. But that's a separate thing. Anyone who jumped in to help this guy, and I don't know if anyone from the boat tried to stop this fight. I'm going to assume no. But in fairness, there's only three arrests. So maybe someone on the boat, you know, there's more than three people. They have on plenty that boat. of maybe, footage to make out of it. Yeah. So maybe someone on that boat did try and be the voice of reason. And if that's the case, then fine. Good for them as well. But when someone is getting attacked like that, it, you don't worry about the, the rest of it. You need to stop the attacker. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And so I think that any... Any wrongdoing that may have occurred from the, you know, from the cavalry as it arrived, I think we should just ignore it. I really do. Um, Because the alternative is worse. If we take people who are doing a good Samaritan thing and we punish them, then we just won't have any good Samaritans anymore. And guess what will happen? It'll be three on one. And they'll, you know, throw it, they'll knock a guy unconscious and toss him in the water. And then we'll have a whole different story and a whole different brawl will probably break out. It'll be a whole other issue. So I think that everyone saw their neighbor, saw a member of their community, uh, meaning the Montgomery community, by the way, being harassed and more than harassed, being assaulted. And they stepped in and said, we're not going to allow that. And no one from what I've seen went to the hospital. There was no severe beatings. This was just they showed up. 
They put down a violent group of people who were attacking someone, and then the police came and took it from there. I think that this was handled as best as it possibly could. This is the this is I mean, other than the people on the boat not doing it at all, mm-hmm. this is the best outcome. And I mean, there were some I funny think, uh, moments in there, like the guy jumping in the water. Your, uh, <laughs> wasn't there like wasn't wasn't this like not, not correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this attack on like an African American man, and it was a bunch of all these white oh, men yeah. attacking? So oh, that's yeah. what, like you're huge also seeing like the too. you're also seeing like the huge racial yeah. disparity in this country, and you're also seeing like you know like the white you know white supremacists kind of attacking this black person. It's really really like scary. It, it, you know for a lot of these people, like a lot of minorities, like stuff like this happens all the time, and that's really really scary. This isn't just Alabama. I mean Alabama, oh, no, you hear about it a lot. It's but it's just like. It's very, very scary, and I think this brawl like highlights what there are the ongoing racial tensions that are still happening in this country, which Absolutely. I don't really think we're and thank, like, and thank spoke, goodness spoken about as much. To Michael B. Phelps, that's my favorite nickname for the the kid who jumps in the water. Is that his I just name? think it's kind of so they had a whole list of uh, Kofi Kingfish was another really good one as a wrestling <laughs> fan. Um, but uh, Michael B. Phelps was my favorite because it's like Michael Jordan and Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Uh, very B. funny. Phelps. Michael B. Phelps made me laugh <laughs> out loud at work for like a whole minute. Um, there's a lot of other really good ones too, but um, I th- I think everyone who who stepped who stepped up was you know doing what they felt needed to be done um and you're right hayden obviously you can't not talk about the racial component you have to assume that's why these belligerent voters thought that they could just beat on a guy because it was because of the race thing i don't i mean i can't i can't fathom another reason why frankly four people would say we can just beat this man in public other than they hold you know some very 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 wrong white supremacist beliefs. That's the only thing I can think of why you would even like how your head even gets there. Um, but I'm glad that um, everyone else uh, put their head back in a much better place um, when when they uh, stepped up. And uh, well, he well, did you see them power bomb that woman into the water? I saw that. Yeah, yeah there, there, there are these literal, <laughs> literal memeable moments. Like, like wow. <laughs> like again. You can argue every little bit, like, was that too much? And the answer might be yes, but it was also too much that they jumped the guy. So why are we calling one thing too much or the other thing too much? The whole thing was over the top and everyone got, you know, everyone besides the security guard did exactly what they were supposed to. The security guard, of course, didn't do anything wrong. And so, you know, he didn't deserve to get beat on. But everybody else involved in the initial fight got what they deserved, be it a chair shot or, you know, a trip into the... Yeah, I'm and I, say the Gulf. It's just crazy, like that. The like, and and honestly, the unlawfulness in like this country, and like, it was kind of like start. It was kind of started a little bit, like not not saying that, you know, this was the direct cause of it, but like, definitely with like Trump and his presidency, it definitely like, really like didn't help. Didn't help. I mean, like, yeah, we could spend a whole podcast the, the talking the about the law, that. The, law, the lawlessness of people who you know pe- think they can like kind of they're above the law now. Yeah. So it's you know. Yeah, we could spend a whole podcast talking about that, but I think we should focus on Michael B. Phelps, Kofi Kingfish, and the mm-hmm. chairman clearing house in in uh, what's it called in true pro wrestling fashion. It's like when the heels are beating on one baby face and the rest of the baby faces show oh, Shinsuke up. Shinsuke is now heel, by the way. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all we needed was uh, 
Teddy Long to show up and make it a tag team match play. That was the only thing missing. Otherwise, it would have been exactly like SmackDown circa 2006. <laughs> <laughs> or or what's his name? Uh, what's his name? The one guy would have to go one-on-one with The Undertaker. <laughs> that's, that's your ultimate punishment. Kane versus The Undertaker. Edge versus Shawn Michaels. Michael B. Phelps versus The Undertaker. Where Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels like kicked out of like three tombstones and then he you know oh, yeah. then, then he then they then Undertaker kicked out of sweet chin music or Shawn and Taker, one of the best WrestleMania feuds of all time. But we're getting off topic. <laughs> Man. But yeah, there's a lot to reflect on there. And we'll see. We'll see what happens in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. This was the same place Rosa Parks refused to take her seat. And what that happened in 55, 23. So seven, 68 years later, this happens, huh? Which could either be really, really funny or incredibly sad. And it's yeah. definitely both. Unfortunately, I think you said it right on the head. It's both. But let's talk about another sad thing. <laughs> Colin Cowherd. Okay. Yeah. Guys, Colin Cowherd does the herd. He is truly an example of you don't have to be right in your analysis or your takes. You just have to have great production. You have to have confidence and you could be so wrong and tone deaf that you'll still get views. And in this case is probably the worst example of him being tone deaf. Long story short on the show earlier this week, he released a list of all the quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl. And he made a list of pretty much every quarterback that has played in the NFL since 2013. This included the late, emphasized late Dwayne Haskins, who tragically passed away last year after being hit by a dump truck in Florida. So he said, you know, Dwayne Haskins can't win a Super Bowl because he's unfortunately no longer in this world. At this time of this recording, two days later, he has not said an apology. The network hasn't said an apology to, to the listeners and the Haskins family, most importantly. And the fact that this that this blunder, both on Cowherd and his entire staff, and they made the graphic and they approved it and they put it on the air and they still ran with it just shows how much of a disgrace Colin Coward and the herd and that entire staff is what a joke guys I'm sure you agree with me I mean I agree with you it is a joke but I I, I do think this was more of a clerical error unfortunately yeah but you can't um, do that I, that's no, a no, bad I, I, one well, so that's what I, I was gonna say because I I, I I agree with you on that but like you know they should have looked at it a little bit more yeah but, so I don't you know, watch so you guys both agree that this was just an oversight they kind of forgot it, it was it was it was an oversight, but it's a, it's it, a they, like they weren't going really for the joke, it's, right? I mean, like it's, to be clear, they they weren't trying to make no, the joke. No, of, no, it, it's, it's, okay. it's a really bad oversight in all seriousness. Okay. But yeah. like it's it's really really bad, and they they should be penalized, and you know they should have to make an apology, of course, because it was you know really tone deaf, and it's against the guy like who ultimately passed away. But which is you know it's a sad thing, which it should be treated like that, which is pretty pretty scary that it's not in yeah. my opinion but like you know okay so hearing that because at first hey, I can i just say one trying. last thing oh, yeah, Ryan, with it. that for the people and i've heard if you want to say a conspiracy on this i've heard people say they did that on purpose just for the traffic that came to their show which I, uh, which is 
for those who actually thought that, including hating, you know, Jerry Recco on the fam, that's uh, such that's, a stupid take. That is so stupid, unprofessional. That's that is not worth take ever. If, if, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, that's, that is absolutely horrendous. And if they that would, is they the would case, never they would never intentionally do that. Right. And if they did that, then that show literally should be taken off the air with that. That is as bad as it gets for so many people who try their best to make content for those for him who is blessed with such a audience and a huge platform to do that. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. But he doesn't care. He clearly doesn't care. I I agree with you 100 percent on that. that. That was pretty bad. Okay, so hearing this, like here, so it sounds like because again, I assumed when you sent this to me, Matt, that it was on purpose <laughs> that that like he was making a bad joke. So he's not doing that. It seems like the team wasn't trying to do that. And if that's I mean, the unless case, he's the sickest human being on the planet, which okay. I, I, so, I highly doubt that. But so you, we'll, you never know. Yeah. You never yeah, all right, we'll set we'll set that world aside, right? Let's pretend that, or let's assume that you know, good faith, right? It was a mistake. Um, in terms of the prediction thing that you started with, Matt, I think we should separate those two things because it sounds like he's bad at his job and he was and he made a big mistake. Those are two separate things because as someone who does predictions all the time, I am almost never right. Quite literally, professionally, I'm almost what never you, right in my predictions. Look, but so I'll put that over there. But yeah, if you make a mistake, own up to it. If you're bad at your job, if you're good at your job, if you're somewhere in the middle at your job, if you make a mistake, especially one that's going to hurt people, you know, like someone's the the family of a deceased professional athlete, just apologize. Just be like, hey, we didn't catch that. We need to do better. We will do better. I mean, apologize. It's a quick it's a quick thing. You could put out a statement. You can mention it real quick on your show. The fact that he's ignoring it. And hoping it just goes away is kind of that's to me the biggest like sin here. Like, put, again, he's bad at his job. Fine. He, you know, made a mistake. Fine. But the fact that you're bad at your job, you made a mistake and then you've done nothing to rectify the situation or even acknowledge its existence. Like that to me feels wrong, because at this point, he's aware of the mistake you would have to assume. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, like it, it obviously was a mistake because he has players like Blake Bortles, who's not even in the league anymore. Mm-hmm. He had like Blake Bortles on that list. Like it was a list he made about a year ago, a year or two ago that he never met, that he never that he probably never managed to change because he was too lazy, which to be honest with you, you should have looked at the list. Because the, the list was fucking terrible besides besides <laughs> Blake Bortles, who's not even in the league anymore. It was, like, I think, a couple Paxton of guys. Lynch. Paxton yeah. Lynch. Like, that list is, like, wasn't even updated. So if you're going to put something on, like, you know, the, on, a, like, the 2023, you have to look at players that are still in the league. Like, so the list wasn't updated, which terrible oversight. The fact that no one managed to see that out of the whole production team they had. They have a whole team. How The fact that no one had, was able to catch that. Was pretty dumb, in in my honest opinion. Yeah, I mean it is, especially again hearing that now too. But I, I mean, again, Matt, you're right because this this is actually a crazy story because it shows that a he's bad at his job because he's mm-hmm. using an outdated list. B, he's not being professional because even if you wanted to use the outdated list for some reason, you should still check it once over to make sure nothing problematic is there. And see, he's not apologizing for being both bad at his job using an outdated list and not doing his due diligence to take someone off the list that clearly shouldn't have been included. Um, 
but again, I do think that the first two can be forgiven. It's the last one to me that is really a problem. And hopefully other fans and other professionals in his like industry start calling him out a little bit on not talking about this. I mean, I remember this is a similar, but different story. I believe it was Skip Bayless. It could have been Colin Cowherd actually. Now that I'm saying it, one of the two, um, when they talked about mental health, Dak Prescott. Yeah, this is, this is, this is Skip Bayless. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. And there was enough of like, there was enough folks in like, that universe and the you know in the NFL and in you know sports casting or whatever that kind of pressed on Bayless that they didn't just I mean again if I recall I I don't think I ever left feeling that that was an appropriate response from Bayless even after he attempted to correct it but you know what an attempt was made to correct it um mm-hmm. and it's and it's because people were like hey dude let's come on and so hopefully that happens here uh, hopefully other folks that you know stop the nonsense conspiracy talk that's that never helps that's just a byproduct of the times that we live in unfortunately and and actually just hold this guy accountable you know we talk about him using his platform to put out crap right everyone else who has a platform should put out something to make this guy better uh in my opinion as someone who's only a a passive consumer i only see the viral hits that break out again i saw this uh happen i didn't see any of the content prior to seeing this start to trend it's just you know like if you have a platform in this space you should use it to say hey this is not how we talk this is not what we do and an apology is owed and hopefully if enough people do that he'll catch the end and do, no, the, do an apology if the only just has to say is he has to put out a statement i apologize for yeah the oversight on my team um, and i doubt he will and that's it like that's, that's what i'm saying the, the, the fact that he's re- refusing to put out any sort of statement of apology is insane because it's easy and that's but that's the also the thing and could it really could make a case study on colin cowherd the broadcaster big show on espn goes to fox sports and he's like yes you're right a lot of people make bad analysis and bad points but his is just so egregious it's just like how did this guy get a job like calling sauce gardener juice gardener or um you know saying yeah, the worst joke the worst or like he that. thought it no was he juice. thought his he thought his juice that's his he, bad research so he's just not a good researcher he doesn't do his research yeah him or his team his staff well, yeah obviously his yeah, team doesn't and, do any either it, and the thing is, he's very thick-skinned because people come at him all the time, and he just doesn't care, which you got to admire the guy a little bit for that. And and that's what I, literally every single person I refer to, if they're hesitant about doing any podcast or show and about takes, look at Colin <laughs> Cowherd in all seriousness. I'm sure you could agree, Hayden. Yeah, no, I agree. Anyways, let's talk about Kai Sanat. Did you guys see – you saw what he did in Union Square. So this guy this past weekend in New York City – this guy, Kai Sanat, huge social media influencer, <laughs> 4 million followers on YouTube, 5 million on Instagram, 6.5 million on Twitch. He said he was going to give a huge giveaway Friday at 4 p.m. in Union Square Park in New York City. In this stream, he promised computers, PlayStation 5s, microphones, keyboards, webcams, all these things. And a few hundred people showed up. That an estimated five to six thousand people showed up. He clearly wasn't able to provide all those people those very luxurious gifts, and it only led to riots—a level four response for riots, which is the highest it goes in New York for the New York <laughs> P- Police Department. And 
Kai was charged with inciting a riot and an unlawful and doing an unlawful gathering. He did not get a permit. He did not inform <laughs> the police. And now he could face jail time for this. Yeah, so that's a real crime. Anyway. I mean, these influencers are I don't even get me started on influencers. I hate all of them, to be honest with you. I don't know why they don't just keep their mouth shut and they have to say shit that the half the time they can't even promise. So half the half I would say about half the stuff they say is a lie, to be honest. If I'm just talking about influencers in general. So well, I think I think that's me against the profession, but it's interesting because <laughs> there is like a certain class of influencer. And I think Matt, you know, you spend enough time online that you agree. I, we may even have a story about a similar influencer later. Yeah. Uh, if we get time to it, but um where their content is just giving things to poor people. Uh, seriously, yeah. no, seriously. Like there, there's I, a whole class of YouTuber or like where you what that's you do a genre is you're like, giving to the poor. Yes, your, your genre is I'm gonna give free stuff away. If you follow me and if you watch me enough, eventually you'll get free stuff. And you know what? It's just it's seductive. Like, like it's obviously starting a riot for a PlayStation. I think we do also have to put a little <laughs> bit on the people who arrived. Like it's a PlayStation. Let's just deep breath, right? Deep yeah. breath, get one next year. You know, the PlayStation 2, I bet you can find that for like 30 bucks at a tax sale. You know what I mean? So if you're if you're that hard up, you know, but um that's number one. So I do want to just say that before you into this. But number two is you have these, you know, if if you're in a situation, I mean, where maybe you have nothing, right? Or you're you're struggling to make ends meet, you're you have mounting debt or something, and then you just like some you're on Twitter anyway. You're on Instagram anyway, right? You're on YouTube anyway. And suddenly this guy's like, if you follow me and come to Union Square, I'll give you $10,000. Or, yeah, yeah, again, that's Twitter, serious. it happens all the time on Twitter with these people I'll like, give you $10,000. Know, one, one, you know, one random person who retweets this is going to get, and people, uh, people, get $10,000. The, like, the problem is people are dumb enough for the people who aren't educated to, to it's be, not even be, about dumb. Be, be feeble enough to believe this. But nonsense, it's not even about like, dumb, Hayden. Like, if you, if you're, it got mounting debt that you don't know how to pay and someone you're already again you're already seeing them on youtube like this is not like you didn't go out of your way to find this guy and he's like yeah show up i'll get you a car yeah you're gonna go of course you're gonna <laughs> I go <would. laughs> i've retweeted the giveaways before when mr b yes, says but, yes, i'm picking a random like, guy here, i'm gonna retweets. give a car like you know no, when Mr. Beast, though, when he goes, I'm going to give $10,000 away to one guy one guy or girl who retweets this, I I retweet it. What yeah, if I mean, we get yeah. 10K? I mean, Come so do, on now. So, so do I, but I'm not going to go to, like, show up at the guy's house expecting a car. Right, but I'm saying that I'm not <laughs> – but I'm not even, like – I'm not even as hard up as some folks like, you know, compared to some folks, I'm doing OK, right? So if you're in a really tough spot, it's just so weird. It's so weird that this is a type of entertainment. And it goes to a much larger thing. I was talking to someone that I know who lives out in L.A. and they do tours of Skid Row. They have slum tours is what it's called. I'm not making that up. That's a real thing you can really do if you go to Los like Angeles for fun? on vacation. Yes, you can pay someone money and they will bring a tour group to Skid Row. And they're just like, yo, look at that. Someone yeah. suffering. Yes. Huh. Why? How is it that human suffering has become entertainment? Like, and not even uh, just like human, again, not even human suffering in entertainment, because, you know, you want to do stories in a fictional setting that cover a range of human experiences, but actual human suffering, not actors, not scripted, mm -hmm. real people who are really struggling 
that's like, and then real people trying to stop struggling. And in the case of these giveaways and stuff, it's just so weird to me. And again, it's their right. I suppose there's nothing you can do about it. This is not like we need to stop this. Like this is not a law thing. You can't change a law. It's just about changing people's hearts essentially, which no one knows how to do. It just happens over time. But I could, when I, when I heard this story again, this is a bit funny because it is over like, I don't want to say tchotchkes, but like <laughs> compared to some of the things that people give away, this is over nothing. Like a PlayStation uh, to be honest, five. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, I can't imagine what would have happened if it had been a cash giveaway, which is really common in a lot of these videos and on social. <laughs> if all those people had shown up to collect like five thousand dollars, I think we would oh, somebody be we, dead. Yeah, I think we'd be talking fatalities. I don't even think a riot would be the least of the problem that they had that day. There'd be dead people. I so, said um, that, you know, I did this because New York deserves it. That was that's how he ended the street. The, the, deserves the street. a riot or deserves PlayStations? <laughs> play, PlayStations I, at first, yeah. Listen, and, I, I, these these influencers, man, are just <laughs> trust me with this younger generation because I think it's fair to say that a lot of these were Gen Zers in this. So if you sure. name these influencers, I'm, I might be making an assumption, but um, you know, it's likely the case. But um, I remember. So when I was working casting in New York, uh, I, I was ca- I was helping cast this this YouTube show, this dating show, and um, basically I had to go to. I they asked me they wanted to get high school kids, um, they wanted to cast high school kids in it. So the way I did, I just had to go to like all the major high schools in New York City, like LaGuardia and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and I just said. Now this was true that we there were some episodes that would include YouTubers at the time, which definitely aren't famous now. Can't remember hmm. now, but I would say, and I did say might. I would say, hey guys, Logan Paul might be at this. I wasn't lying, <laughs> and that's how I got. I really got people cast into that. Like people really look up to these the people of a younger generation. Really look up to these influencers. Oh no, they were celebrities, and yeah, and this guy Kai, I wasn't familiar with him, but damn. Talk about the like the like the word influence himself. He was able to get all these people to to ride and jump on NYPD cars and swing at each other with bats and like it's it's, it's a mess. Sixty six people have been arrested um, relating to this, and yeah, this this might be a notorious New York City moment now. Or yeah, I mean, you know, it's there's too many the notorious moments unfortunately but with the you know not even not even not even talking about the rats that constantly move throughout the city so you know <laughs> i thought that was taken care of the mayor made a whole speech about it yeah yeah oh, <laughs> good, that's good, another good, podcast good too it's another one for <laughs> guys day. i want to talk about a former adult film star named mia khalifa so she was streaming and she was giving marriage advice and uh you know she said this quote which I think is true. The, uh, if you uh, want sex advice from her, you know that you know. I listen. Like she, she probably knows how to satisfy a man. So, like, <laughs> if I'm asking for a woman, like, she probably will give a good advice on how to keep your man happy and therefore keep him married. So, like, is she married? I, not, not, not the worst. Not the oh, worst person that. to ask. Yeah. Not the worst person to ask. Like, if I'm trying, like, you know, if I have a girlfriend or I'm trying to satisfy them in the bedroom that you know you got to keep the wife happy you know so you know like not not the the worst thing to ask 
So well, I'm sh- I'm sure Mia Khalifa can provide that, but she her advice was more. Oh, I don't know about emotional things. intimacy. I I have I have you know my 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 doubts, but you know. <laughs> well, hey, that I think this story is geared towards people who had similar opinions to say this. So her advice mainly with the marriage was: if you're not happy, get the fuck out. Mia Khalifa responded over backlash over her viral advice considering divorce. So she talked about this, like, if you're not happy. And it said, and someone commented, well, what about your marriage history? And she, in her in the video herself, she jokingly responded to the commenter who, I mean, who the, commenta- the commenter, she said, I was married at 18, divorced at 21. The second marriage, married at 25, divorced at 28. Third engagement, engagement at 29 and ended at 30. But I kept the ring. And I think she's in her mid-30s, like 31, 32. I mean, and I... Yeah, she, uh, she's getting backlash despite the advice of... Um, despite. despite giving marriage advice. People didn't take her seriously because of her past... Because of her past as a sex worker and porn star. Now, is this fair or not? Okay, so a couple things. Uh, first of all, I don't think her advice is problematic because she was a porn star. I think it's problematic because she's been divorced three times, so yeah. successful marriage. That being said, her advice basically buzz boiled down to divorce if you're unhappy. Um, I don't, per, as a married guy, I don't know if I think that that's how I view my marriage. Um, I don't know if my wife would agree or disagree with that, but I don't think she would. Um, but it's it's a strategy. Um I think in general, you should try and be happy, right? And if so, if you're with someone who's not making you happy and you can't find a way to be happy and you're both up, like both angry all the time, then yeah, maybe it is best if you split up. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know if the advice was like bad per se. It's definitely not advice for a happy marriage, right? Because the advice for a happy marriage is don't have a marriage, uh, which, you know, so I, I, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know what they were expecting, but I do think that had she been happily married and some uh, porn stars are um, and she gave advice like here's how me and my husband or my wife or whatever are um, how we, you know, cope through fights or how we, you know, make time for each other, all that stuff. I don't believe that that would be disqualified at all based on her day job. Um, If you're married, you're married. Like, you know how to be married if you're married. You're not better at marriage because you're a CPA or because you work at a 7-Eleven. Like, if you've been married for 20 years, then you know how to be married for 20 years. If you've been married for 10 minutes, you know approximately how to be married for 10 minutes. Uh, I don't think that your job has any bearing on that. Um, I would also say that as a porn star, uh, you know, she was paid to do that. She, she wasn't sleeping around. A lot of people, for some reason, are like, oh, she was sleeping around. No, they gave her money. <laughs> To do that. And she protected even, her, I assume, too, you know. Uh, let's assume, yeah, you assume. But she didn't have to like any of those guys. She didn't have to speak to any of those guys after the filming was done. She may have never spoken to some of her scene partners ever again. It was a job. So I feel like a lot of people see her and are like, oh, well, she slept with so many guys. What could she know about marriage? Yeah, that's that's. And exactly I would just say gist. to the guys in particular – because we've all, we've all seen American Pie, uh, right? We've all seen American Pie. Girls lie down, guys lie up. So, guys, you know your real number, and you know the number you've told your partner. 
and you know your partner's number and you know it's low. <laughs> what is the difference if you have a partner with a high body count mm-hmm. versus Mia Khalifa? I'll tell you the difference. The difference is Mia Khalifa did it for money. It was her job. Your partner did presumably do it for money. So, and if she did, obviously disregard what I just said. But um, so I feel like we need to stop being a little, we're a little judgmental. Because if every girl that we wanted to marry someday had to be, you know, you know, completely chased, A, what? That's a double standard. And B, there wouldn't be that many girls getting married, would there? So no. I just, I think the whole thing, the whole controversy about her being a porn star is stupid. Sorry, I hate it. I know you disagree. I know the internet disagrees, but the internet is wrong. Um, it's stupid. You can no, be I mean, successfully married no, and a porn I, star. You I can do I both of those things. I now, if you're that, three times but... divorced... <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different problem. If you've been divorced three times, maybe you're not great at being married and therefore your marriage advice is definitely going to skew more toward that of someone who's divorced three times before the age of, you know, 32. Uh, so I would say that it's still bad advice, but it's just not bad advice for the reason the internet says it's bad advice. No, I mean, I, I I'm, I'm going to go kind of a little bit off what you said a little bit, but yeah, no, I agree. If, if you're married to someone, it shouldn't really matter what your profession is. Like if you can, if you're married, you know how to be, be married. If you don't, you, you don't, no matter if you're a porn star or a principal or like, if you've yeah. been, if this, if, if you've got, if you've had five different, if like, you know, if you can't hold on to a woman or you can't hold on to a man, that's more on you than it is like on your profession. In my well, right, yes. Her three divorces are probably that's all that's on her. Like, that's that's on her. That's not like on mm-hmm. the fact that she's a or porn him. Star. Like could be on him. We don't know who asked. It's not the, the fact that she's on a porn star. Like you know, if 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 eventually you say the same thing. If a woman's been with like ten guys, you know, it's on her. If a guy's had ten different women, you know, it's on him. So like, especially yeah. marriage. By the way, like you know how hard like. Put the wedding and all that stuff aside. You know how hard it is to get married? You have to like show up. You have to sign paperwork. Like it's like you have to go to a a, a legal building, a, a government building to get married. Like it's required. Like like I'm, I'll give an example. Like you know, like God, people are gonna kill me for saying this, but I'll say it anyway. Like Taylor Swift. All right, she writes all these songs about all these guys. If you've had like thirty guys within like like five years, eventually She's that's on you. That's she's just sustaining them. That's I'm just not... saying. In ge- I'm saying in general, though, like in the, the like a marriage, and like if you can't keep a partner for like either a marriage or a relationship, I think that's on you. Well, that, or, well I mean, it's on the couple. It, it takes two to tango. I would say we can't blame one person or the other yeah, no, every I, time. Yeah, I but I, yeah. I, I would say dating is also really different. Like it is when you're dating someone, you're not necessarily like thinking forever the whole time or at all. Like if you marry someone, at least for a while your thought process is i'm going to spend forever with this person so if you've done that three times if you've fallen head first into forever with three different people now your advice loses a little she's bit on, of uh, she's, you know. she's on she's on ariana grande territory <laughs> yeah well yeah ariana grande's divorce right and right, she broke yeah, off engagements and stuff Davidson, yeah. <laughs> uh get advice from one her. with dalton gomez yeah no like so yeah ariana grande is a perfect example like and it would be interesting if Ariana Grande had given this advice, if people would have had this backlash. My my gut is internet that you wouldn't. And that oh, no, no, it's no, no, because yeah, yeah, of yeah, the she, porn. She would, yeah, she would. 
É Kim ah, Kardashian. Então, é Kim Kardashian, então. sabe? Same, same, same thing with Kim Kardashian. Ah, but Kim Kardashian's a little bit of a hybrid, isn't she? Because, you know, <laughs> how, how she got famous, so. I'm not talking about, like, her as, like, a sex star. I'm talking about, like... Oh, I'm saying, but that's how she got famous. She yeah, got famous yeah, got as a sex star. Perfect. So there's no, there's no yeah. putting that genie back in the bottle. That's what happened. So actually, I didn't really think about. Yeah, no, no, no she yeah, did get bit, famous through sex tapes. So, bit, yeah. bit of a bit of a hybrid between the two there, but it would be interesting to see what would happen if Ariana Grande gave that. Uh, I think because Ariana Grande's profession is seen as you know a list and Hollywood and you know all this stuff that nobody would have batted an eye. They probably would have actually supported her for giving a, an empowering message of yeah, leave your man if you don't love your man. Um, I think she would have actually been praised. I think the reason there was no praise. Um, was because, well, A, because some people just don't like the leave your man bit, like, right? That's not good advice for trying to make a relationship work. So if you're inclined to do that, it's bad advice. And even if you're not inclined to do that, it came from someone that you don't like because you don't like the job that she had. So I don't know. I think the internet needs to look at this. I think, I think this is more about the job she has rather than the. It like, is. And I think that they look at themselves because it's stupid. That's the wrong reason to not like somebody. Absolutely, guys. Um, hopefully, it works out for her fourth, her third marriage and fourth engagement, and then she can prove everyone wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I like to look up who, who was in true peace after the fourth marriage, and uh, not and didn't and, and didn't have a uh, thirty year age gap between the bride and groom. Oh. Anyways, I want to say Ray Kroc was married three times, the founder of McDonald's, and then finally found his fourth wife, and they were married for like the rest of his life. And so that's, she that's was 25 when he was 55. I I want to say no, <laughs> no, that's that's an example of someone who who's married like three or four times and then like, and then was happy with the. the he was married. Was a good yeah, he, married, he was married three times, and then he and then he found Joan Kroc for. Really? You know, hmm. Yeah. How about there that? you go. So Dave Portnoy was in the news this week. Guess what? Guess what? what? He's back. He's back. <laughs> All right, Dave Portnoy. Um, sold back was sold back Barstool from Penn Entertainment, according to a, a regulatory filing. He only paid one dollar for it, mm -hmm. and um. Dave Portnoy is in charge of Barstool again. This comes after Penn on Tuesday announcing a $2 billion sports betting deal with ESPN. They are going to be ESPN bet. So they're going to be a sports book and you can bet with ESPN. And Barstool used to be a huge asset of Penn and they sold him back. And um, we will see how this ultimately unfolds. Obviously, hundreds of millions of dollars have been transferred in this. And Dave Portnoy is in charge again. And um, basically, I wonder, do you think that Penn, my question to you with this, did Penn, you know, Penn buys Barstool, and I'm sure they had goals in getting their influence, but it seems that they dropped Barstool to go with the bigger name in ESPN. Well, it, I don't think they just dropped it to go with the bigger name. They they dropped it because they didn't want to be affiliated with a company like Barstool Sports, which in, honestly, in their opinion, it, it has their – they don't want to be affiliated with a company like that for like political reasons and other reasons because like they don't feel like what exactly that – they don't they don't they don't really represent like necessarily what's – barstool stands for like like they, they they fired mincy they fired one of the guys and then like dave fortnight rehired him immediately back like they, this he dave fortnight wants complete oversight to do to say whatever politically incorrect or whatnot he wants it to be under his 
his control. So he doesn't want he didn't necessarily want to be under the regulations of Penn Gambling, which is I kind mean, of a, a company that's going to be into going to Disney. I, I'll be honest. I've been hearing rumors of quite literally the opposite that Disney wanted nothing to do with Barstool, and so Penn to get this ESPN bets off the ground cut Barstool. Uh, I don't think Dave Portnoy cared much at all about what happened to Barstool. He got paid. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not always a Portnoy fan, um, as Matt knows. And I think mm-hmm. I've, I think we've talked about him on the podcast. He's a, um, he's a, he's a, the, he's a piece of shit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, the bro, the bro culture, right? Mm-hmm. The bro culture is something that I'm not a part of. Uh, I think there's also some, you know, dark undercurrents to some of it. But Neither am I. I will say this. This is a freaking awesome day to be Dave Portnoy. Um in terms of what he's going to do with it, I bet he's going to sell it again. Um, again well, he really said, just, I'm just saying, he said in his press conference, I am never selling this ever again. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> Dave say Portnoy, that. I know, I mean, I, I don't I don't think Dave Portnoy... Yeah, till he, get, till he gets a billion dollars. Right, exactly. Which, uh, for as, for as much as I don't, like, love Dave Portnoy, I actually don't think he's some, like, authoritarian CEO who wants to, you know, run it his way, doesn't want to have to answer anybody. I think... He wants to make a lot of money. Uh, his brand is set. Dave Portnoy doesn't need Barstool. He's got his own influence. He's got his own name. Um, like, you know what I mean? He doesn't need to be the in charge of Barstool. He is Barstool. It's never changing. No matter who buys Barstool, and whenever you see Barstool, you're going to think of Portnoy. You're going to think of the culture that Portnoy instilled. Uh, it's his brand. His brand is Barstool's brand, and they're interchangeable. They're interlocked forever. So he doesn't need to physically own Barstool. He doesn't need to be you know, dealing with the physical headaches of every day running this business to get pretty much all of the benefit. Uh, I also saw a report that part of the sale, it wasn't just a $1 sale, was residuals on the next sale. Yeah, I did they, hear that. Too. If they sell, if he does sell it, Penn gets fifty percent of whatever 50%. they get. So Penn and I'll and I'll say Portnoy too. I know everyone who loves him thinks he's like playing six dimensional chess. Penn <laughs> is not going to lose that much money for a dollar. Um, so there's clearly already at least some interest on the Portnoy side to sell Barstool again. Penn would not make that deal. For that, for that, make that part of the deal. Because otherwise, I mean, to be clear, if he doesn't sell, Penn doesn't make any money. They lose millions of dollars on this deal. Because it says as much as eight hundred and fifty right here. Yeah. So, I no company. I mean, ESPN Bets is going to be a massive flop, in my opinion. Oh hell yeah! I I don't listen. I. I'm definitely hinted. I'm definitely somebody likes to wager, and um. For anybody who has the balls to make another sports book, like good luck to you, even with the name ESPN, who clearly I think that's gonna hurt it. ESPN, yeah. the name's gonna hurt it. And you don't want to bet on ESPN. ESPN is the one who reports the news. You're not supposed to bet from them. They're supposed to tell you what happens. So you could check your bets. And people aren't watching. I mean, listen, probably the higher demo at the moment, but when our generation is the older one, a lot mm-hmm. of us don't go to ESPN as the standard anymore. We get our news from wherever. And Social. um Listen, you know, do you know in the sports book, the legal sports books for the states that have it legalized at the moment, FanDuel and DraftKings, FanDuel is 43% of the market, FanDuel is 31. So over, so almost three-fourths of the market belongs to two One sports two, books. Yeah. And, you know, there's a smaller ones, BetMGM, BetRivers, which clearly they have like 
like maybe less than 10. It says here at the moment, Barstool, they have a sports book, only 3.7% of the market. So, you know, Penn is clearly has some balls. Well, there's trying also to a do no that. complete, there's a no compete in the deal I read as well mm-hmm. about the sports betting. So if Barstool has 3%, we can maybe even just assume that's going to head. But no, because people are not going to just go to the Disney one just because it used to be, you know, because Barstool can't more. They're probably just going to go to FanDuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah so there's 3%, guaranteed 3% up for play because Barstool, theoretically, if I'm reading that correctly, can't do Sportsbook anymore. Well, I mean, they, well, they can, but just on their own. And then, you know, they have well, the, that, as long as they that the violate, license. Wouldn't that violate a no compete if they had a, a Sportsbook? I'd have to do more research on yeah. that, but according to this, though, say they say they are if that is the case, and they're going to drop their sports book, and you know, there's the states that do it, and you know, I listen to one of their podcasts um, that you know they give their daily wager, yeah. um, which they could still do. I think I, I think that they'll figure out a way to to provide that because they definitely, you know, that's the main. I think that was Portnoy says ultimately the goal was to help with my gambling and. And to showcase that more, and yeah, ever since you know, he's so wild. Since they passed that, to help with my gambling. Well, to you know, just to get more, bring more of that yeah. community together. But yeah, man. Um, regardless, this is definitely an interesting move. You know, everything here is right before the NFL season and how that plays a factor. The biggest season for for wagering, and um. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just wondering where you go from here. I thought also, you know, I'm given old quotes, but Portnoy said he's said he'd be the type of dude if I get my money, I could just go off and be retired and live on a beach the rest of my life. And I believe. See, that. and it seems this deal could really help that. So, yeah, I wonder what it is. Barstool. Can you doing. imagine selling a company twice? Yeah, he could sell nuts. a company twice. It cost him a dollar to do it. More than a dollar <laughs> because he'll have to give fifty percent to Penn. But still, you're going to sell your company twice. You did the work once, and you're gonna get to sell it twice. Like you That's said, he just loves that cash and just wants unheard to of make bets and eat pizza and yeah. uh, enjoy his influence. And you know, Barstool. I think he's just, gonna sell again. Yeah. Just been uh, expanding more. They just opened a new Chicago office. Hmm. Um, and yeah, they're just uh, trying to expand their their name. But reading these stats, you know. I'd soak in all the, at least the sports broadcasts, the sports podcasts, they, they definitely have one of the biggest influences in sports oh, yeah. podcasts. But then I really think about, man, there's more people older than 35 who um, go to other resources. And sure. I wonder if um, Barstool's trying to really gauge that for the Gen X's and the boomers. And I don't think so. And um, if these stats are real, it seems that at least ESPN has that for now. But um, yeah, watch out for those companies. Okay, I think Barstool's culture is always going to trend younger. Uh, Oh, yeah. So I don't know how big a play they can make, even for like politically aligned Gen Xers and boomers. It's still like it's it's less it's less politics, actually. I don't like there's some underlying politics to Portnoy and all his stuff, but it's really more like it's a it's a vibe. Like it's younger. It's party. It's a vibe. You know what I mean? So I think that no matter what you believe and what Dave Portnoy and his team believes, uh, the vibe is off between Gen X, Boomers, and Barstool. There's no way to, I think, cross that Rubicon without ruining what made Barstool popular in the first place. 
Absolutely. So Ryan, your Mr. Beast story just had it. Do you have it in front of you or if you want to just explain what's going on with Mr. Beast? Sure. So uh, as alluded to before, Mr. Beast is getting sued by the Mr. Beast burger. So if you don't know what Mr. Beast burger is, that's okay. Not a lot of people do because, you know, they taste really bad. But have you had uh, Mr. Beast burger? I have never had Mr. Beast burger. I will say they have what's it called? They do have an actual physical location. Um, in uh, yeah, it was one of those. I forgot the exact term. The ghost kitchen, ghost kitchen. Well, so yes, do like the ghost a kitchen is different, but they do have a physical location in New Jersey. I forget where in New Jersey. I didn't go though uh, when I lived there. But uh, the rest of the scheme is that other restaurants make the food so you can go online and order mr beast burger food right and a different restaurant is going to cook it and then deliver it to you in the mr beast packaging it was supposed to take off because of covid19 like that was the the thought process right like it was during covid these ghost kitchens and obviously that didn't happen uh you know what i mean uh we've gone back to a more traditional uh like dining was one of the first things that people wanted to do again when they were safely allowed to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, Mr. Beast has actually gone on record before saying that his burgers are trash. Uh, He went out and said, if he could, he would have discontinued Mr. Beast burger a long time ago. But sometimes when you're young, you sign a bad contract, right? He he's tweeted that out. So um, he's since sued to try and get out of the contract because of the irreparable damage, his words, right, that it's done to his brand. But the company is now countersuing him for $100 million for the damage that they're doing, that he's doing to their brand, which is just his brand, um, saying that he's a celebrity. He thinks he can do what he wants, but, you know. He signed a contract. He has to honor that contract. If he's not going to honor the contract, you're going to penalize for it. So it's a whole messy fight. And I just find it so interesting because the company is suing Mr. Beast for besmirching the name of Mr. Beast. Essentially, like the burger company doesn't exist without him. It is literally called Mr. Beast Burger. Like there's there's no other name. It's not like McDonald's with the Travis Scott thing, right? It's like his own restaurant. And they're like, you're besmirching our name. Like, it's his name. It's mm-hmm. right there. You're mad that he's saying that his burger is bad? He's you know telling what? you it's his burger. When I see these stories, um, especially when you do a $100 million lawsuit, right. usually nine times out of ten, these get either settled out of court or just completely dropped to show how ridiculous this is. And I feel like um, this is more publicity, if anything. I don't know. Right, but... What's crazy. So like as a publicity stunt, this is a bad idea, too, because this entire court case revolves around the fact that these burgers taste bad. Mm-hmm. They're, they're have an issue with him saying they're inedible. So every time you talk about this, you have to admit that the issue is that the burgers are bad. <laughs> so there's no way to, like, turn this into, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if he says it's bad. But to be fair, if he says it's bad, why should I go? Right. He like, already has a bajillion like, dollars. And to, it's his. And doesn't name. cause riots for it. Well, I mean, he, he is one of, by the way, he's one of the ones I was talking about with the, his content is just giving people things that don't have it. But, um. Oh, yeah. That's all of his content. Yeah. That's all of his content. He gave those people like surgery so they could see again or whatever, like, which was particularly interesting um, and a little scary. But I'm not going to, let's not talk about that. That's, that's old news. This is just so crazy to me. How can you sue someone? for disliking their own burger. Like I get he signed a contract, but guys, jig is up. 
if Mr. Beast is telling people that his burger is bad, then the burger is bad. There's nothing you can do. You should just move on. I just, I don't know. I mean, maybe the contract is ironclad and they're like, we're going to go out of business anyway. Let's see if we can't take a hundred million dollars on the way out. But other than that, this makes no sense. Like, what do they hope to gain out of this? That the brand is dead. It is. Mr. Beast is the brand and he said it's dead. So what, you know, what brand are they protecting? If he wants to kill his own brand, like that's his, that's his prerogative, right? Let him do it. Let him not cook and suffer from it. So, you know, you people just, especially with the insane um, cash you're asking for, Worry about something else. Also, You're Mr. not going to win. Just Mr. Him. Beast is going to win. He's got $100 million. I'm sure of it. Just pay him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hayden, what were your stories? You you had two you were thinking of. Well, tell, talk to me well, about I saw recently. Uh, um, I saw recently the Johnny Menzel documentary, which was pretty yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. we, we, I saw that one basically about how his career went downhill because he was basically on booze and on drugs basically his entire career. He would show up to meetings hungover. He would show up to the games, you know, like high. And then eventually he got to the point where he was he ultimately wanted to commit suicide at the end of his run at uh, Cleveland, which was pretty sad. Um, a guy that pretty much was you- one of the one of the most electrifying players in all college football history. Um, Did you, know, you that, see that? That was he pretty sad. He clocked zero, zero hours? point zero zero hours on of, film. A film, and it's like it's. It that's, why really it that's, why that's why it didn't work in the NFL. It, it also it also goes to show you that like um, it, it goes to show you that like what happens off the field is equally as important as what happens on the field because a lot of these players' careers are doomed by what happens off the field. Like Jamar, it's like Jamar Stuffing never saw any film that happened off the field. Uh, Ryan Leaf, like what his habits and all these drug problems, like uh, all the reasons why these guys have never fulfilled their potential on the field. A lot of it has to do with uh, their issues off the field. So that really goes to show you that it's not just about like it's not just about being, you know, the person who throws all the touchdowns. It's about being a good example and someone who can who can be a leader. And when these people have issues like this, it shows they weren't ready to lead. You can't win on talent alone. You just can't. I don't know about that, man. I know I put in 0.0 hours Mm -hmm. into preparing for this. I can't even, because that's actually not true. I I work harder to do this than Johnny Manziel. Yeah, I actually put in some time doing this. That's one of the things you're just so annoyed at. Because he really, I really think he could have developed to a solid pro. Oh, no, no. Johnny Manziel had all the talent in the world to be a great quarterback. He just... He just didn't want to put in the time and effort like guys who, who did. After this doc, when we forget about him, he'll just make appearances or say some crazy stuff on the internet and uh, ride off his fame that way. And then oh. there's uh, now that in Bachelorette land, there's some some other stories in Bachelorette land. I don't know if you follow the Bachelorette, Ryan, or no. This is Bachelorette, not Bachelorette. Bachelorette. So like one of the one of the like. Main woman Gabby Wendy from her their most recent season came out as came out in the closet and is dating a woman now. Um, huh. it's just, it, nice. it was it was refreshing for like the LGBT community. It was a refreshing idea that someone's open about this stuff. Um, I think the timing was a little weird. Like you know she just kind of all of a sudden you know has a girlfriend out, out of the blue. Um, she she claimed it as an itch that she could no longer ignore. So you know credit to her for living her best life. 
Um, Thank so, God yeah, she that, didn't get picked, huh? What? <laughs> thank God she didn't get picked on the yeah, Bachelor. Thank, thank, no, thank God, no, thank God she didn't. You know, ultimately end up marrying her. Yeah, finding her husband. And she she had relationships with Clayton Eckerd, who was one of the HR. That's his name. He was one of the bachelors who was famously entangled with Susie Evans and Rachel Recchia, who. Rachel Recchia, they shared, her and Gabby Wendy shared a season together. So Rachel Recchia ended up leaving Tino because Tino cheated on her. And I absolutely Gabby. love – I have to drop you. I absolutely love, Hayden, that you are tossing the insane out there with the confidence of someone who clearly knows what they're talking about. That is I awesome. Because I, 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 I mean – I you actually know a little. This unfortunately, unfortunately, I actually know a little. Not, not unfortunately, but I, unfortunately, I know enough, own it. I, I know enough about the the drama in Batch Bachelorette Land and Bachelor Land, so it's it's just interesting that that she has a girlfriend now. Like, and you know, it's like it was kind of always it was kind of out of nowhere. So, like, part of me, I'm not even trying to be like, I'm not trying to like say anything against like the the community or whatever. But part of me was wondering a little bit if this is a publicity <laughs> stunt, a little bit. Because it came so far out of left field, that like, obviously she's she's obviously not doing it for attention. But if I didn't know any better, like, you could argue that it's so shocking. Like, so I, that's why I was like a little bit surprised by this. Um, but that being said, it is good for the community and like it's good for Bachelor Nation and Bach, Bach, Bachelorette Nation that at least you could see this woman living her truth. Yeah. Um, so you it's know, probably the happiest relationship out of everyone on the uh, show. Yeah, or is that not true? Is that not true? Love. I don't know. I mean, she she found her per person, so you know. Yeah. Credit to her. Don't we love love? Speaking of that, I saw Ray Ripley and Buddy. Um, why am I missing? Uh, Buddy, Matthews or Murphy? You pick. Buddy Murphy are engaged, so maybe my theory about her and Dom and Matt, w- your theory is wrong. I'm sorry, <laughs> your theory is wrong. You've been wrong this whole time, and we didn't have the heart to tell you. I don't know. I've heard Dom is pissed. Has he That's lost his mommy? Heard, huh? But you got you got to admit though, that this is going to be hard to spin now with Judgment Day with, with the real life. Dom is engaged too. So now you have to. I would just if I was at this crowd, I'd say phony, phony. You need to have what these bachelorettes have: true love. The leader of Judgment Day used to dress like a demon when he wrestled, Matt. I don't know if you knew that. Wrestling <laughs> is, I'm going to use a bad word for my industry, fake. <laughs> it's not real. They don't have to be telling the truth. Oftentimes, they're not. <laughs> oh, very two quick, very quick, quick things before we wrap it up. Um, one, listen, I'm at an age now where... I used to love fast food and still low key do, but I'm at an age now where my body can't take it anymore, where I will get legitimately sick as if I'm hungover. There was one time recently, you know, after a night of going out, I had McDonald's and I felt worse. Mm, yeah. But there's something that people have requested and it's coming back, but not from McDonald's, from another fast food restaurant and it was announced that burger king is bringing the royal crispy chicken sandwich which is pretty much the snack wrap mm-hmm. if oh you remember God. the snack they, wrap these oh, I, I'm, I'm very very passionate about this issue very because oh, wow. I, I was a mcdonald's snack wrap i See? i could I, I i was eating like one or two a day at one point it's a terrible thing to say but like it, it was really People bad. People wanted this. It was really, really bad. I was very, very passionate about the product. They, they were great. They've tried to rip these 
snack wraps off, and they've never been the same. Wendy's wasn't the same. I mean, I'll try this one just to see how, how often it was, but like, <laughs> you just can't replace a McDonald's snack wrap. Like, like you can't replace the Wendy's frosty. Like, the, McDonald's has tried to do it, and they've they failed at it. They can't do the frosty. Neither can Burger King. No disrespect to any of these companies. You can't you can't replace the snack wrap. It's just one of those fast food items. You, you just you can't do it. Like, I, I'm sorry, a McDonald's snack wrap is one of the most irreplaceable. Probably the most irreplaceable fast food item there is, with the exception of maybe the 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 Red Lobster Cheddar Bay Biscuits is one of them, Texas Roadhouse Bread, and uh, and probably and the Bang Bang Shrimp from from Bonefish Girls and all one that's like the, the, mm. these, these are like irreplaceable fast food items or chain items, like the McDonald's snack wrap, and and they could try they could try to replicate it. Like I I was at Texas Roadhouse recently. And and I had this like cactus blossom, which is cactus blossom, which is their version Blooming of the onion. Blooming onion, yeah. and it was disgusting. It was where it was, was it? Where is this? It was so. It was. Where is this it again? was fucking nasty, and it <sighs> was. It was just trying to. It was trying to replicate Outback, and anytime you're trying to replicate a famous product, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, it does not work. Like I, I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it like it is. If they're trying to replicate something that's famous, 99.9% of the time it doesn't work. I'm interested to try this Burger King snack wrap. I know I'm going to be disappointed. I will try it anyway, but it's just an absolute travesty that McDonald's can bring back the snack wrap. Well, it's Bur- well, yeah, Burger King's version, and they're going to bring back. There's going to do for $3 each, classic spicy and honey mustard. And I really think this is going to take over America. Oh no! You do, you uh, We wanted the snack wrap like, back, and it's coming very, back at Burger you're King. Very, very misinformed. I, I'm, I'm sorry to let you know that. Oh, I, people I'm, want this, Hayden. I'm just, I'm just telling all the, the time on the. It's food not McDonald's. It, it will do you really? Be, it will never be a McDonald's snack wrap. It, it won't. It, it will not. Hold on. In all Who, seriousness, I really do see a lot of influencers say foods we want to bring back the snack wrap. And who Burger are King's these doing people? It. No, McDonald's. Oh, one like, of my favorites. Uh, who does WWE stuff on the, too? On the petition to bring it back. Oh, like the McDonald's name? snack wrap was one of the most, probably the most famous fast food item of all time. God, I and wish Burger I was, King is, is uh, hopping on was, that way. Like, I wish was I was bigger, excited was about this as everybody else. It was bigger than the Big Mac. It was bigger than like I'm not even kidding you. That's how big this this item was. Like it was a like, very gigantic deal. Was I in a coma for like years? I barely it, it, it remember was, the stuff. Well, because you don't eat fa- you don't eat fast food enough. I, mean, I, I used to eat it fine, but like, well, I mean, maybe no, not. The that McDonald's much. snack wrap was a huge deal. Like it's what? It, it was a very big deal. Oh my goodness! I can't believe this. I want people to at T Tweet Cap tell me about the snack wrap. Your favorite snack wrap memory? I have it. I oh have exactly. God, I have so many. Good I have. Ones. I have so many good ones. S Johnson voiceovers, who is awesome, awesome food food reviewer. I really hope he comes on this podcast one day. Very smooth voice, and he even does WWE promos. He's yeah. a voiceover artist. So here his his video <laughs> foods they need to bring back. Here is his thoughts on the snack wrap. <laughs> Can't hear it. He couldn't hear that, but you could hear that. Well, he was mad. Send it to me. I'll tweet it out when the episode goes live. People, it'll be a supplemental thing. Um, yeah, no, I I have no strong feeling for snack wrap of McDonald's or anywhere else. Um, I think this is crazy. 
We, we talked about an actual. I'm telling you, this is going to take over America. Fights. We talked about two actual fights, and this is the most shocking thing we talked about today was the fact that you guys are obsessed with the snack wrap. Oh no, this no, is no, awesome. no, 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 no! I love the McDonald's. First of all, the this McDonald's is also the Royal Crispy Wrap. It's one. Well, of I'm sorry. It is Royal one of Krispy the greatest rap. things that has ever been invented. The McDonald's and Burger King. This is going to rejuvenate. I will. I will. I will actually put that on this podcast. The McDonald's snack wrap was one of the greatest, and, and quite frankly, one of the biggest tragedies in America when they took rid of that. Like, oh hate my it. It was, god, hate it! Don't you it, think it, this is the exact same thing? It's gonna work. <laughs> like, I don't mean that. Like, all right, not not to be like insensitive, but like, it, it was, I, I, I got you. I'm gonna say this: taste off. We're gonna do an episode. Uh, well, oh, but you can't because snack wraps gone. I can't. I can't yeah, do this it is the Royal Krispy them. Oh man, we'll never know. Like, this it would is Sting be, and Undertaker it would be all over as again. bad if they got the, the, if they got rid of the Bloomin' Onion. I that would be a gigantic another one too. Like the Bloomin' yeah. Onion, is, you know, that's another iconic dish. Well, shout out like, to if the Outback, Red Lobster. If Outback Red got Lobster rid of the Bloomin' Onion, they'd probably lose about forty percent of their sales. <laughs> shout out to the Red like, Lobster. I, I, I got I'm honestly shocked that. that McDonald's was able to recover so well after getting rid of the snack wrap. Like I, it was one of it was like honestly the most popular menu. <laughs> Like they, they, they don't they're need, the largest global food brand. They don't need ever. the McRib. They don't need the McRib. The Mc, no, the they don't. Off. They, they they needed the snack wrap. Like the snack wrap drove they a lot did. of their sales. Turns out, I, I I don't agree with that. Like it, it did. It, you know, the Burger King will just do ever. it. Now remember, during yeah, the NFL what? playoffs, after every commercial, you heard Whopper, Whopper, and now you're gonna have the the Royal Crispy Wrap song, and that's gonna take over America. Trust me, I am so confident about this. Boy, you are you're, you're making a you're making a real. I think you're both wrong. We'll see how it tastes. I'm gonna I'll try it out. I'll see how it tastes. <laughs> it literally from this is Food I and won't. Wine magazine. They have an I article. Won't try it out. Burger King. Royal Krispy Wraps, McDonald's snack wraps dupe. That's from a legit, um, pretty respected yeah. magazine, Food and Wine. So um, we'll see. McDonald's. Let's say one thing though, McDonald's is definitely going to bring back snack wraps if this becomes a hit. No, no, because because Wendy's did it and they didn't do it. So no, I don't agree with you on that. Oh, but this is Burger King now. They Burger King definitely has more of an influence than Wendy's on America. This is coming out this Monday, the fourteenth. So when out. we record that tweet cap, you could literally bring in and uh, give a live review, Hayden. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on it for sure. All right, final story. The woman who I will say no update, yeah, is probably the internet's crush right now as a whole, as reported by the New York Post. Tiffany Gomas, a Dallas resident, thirty-eight years old, was kicked off the plane after her bizarre outburst that went viral and that caused hours of delays. She has been identified. The girl who said that motherfucker is not real. Her name is Tiffany Gomas. She somehow was able to not get identified by the internet for a solid, what, six weeks? And according to this, the argument has had started when Gomas fell out with relatives she was traveling with, accusing them of stealing her iPads, the police said. This is reported by the New York Post. So, yeah, that's her. So um, please, please don't be a dick knowing her name. Don't be weird. Yeah, yeah, don't be weird. But um, I don't I, – I can't say I don't agree, obviously. It's not an agree or disagree thing. But I watched that video. It had nothing to do with AirPods. Come on. Who says that? 
<laughs> who, the New York, what kind of the police is that? Unless that's oh, yeah? a lie. Well, you're not real. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my press. You're not real. You're not real. <laughs> if this is a bad, if this is a bad example of trying to hide up what's really happening, that's that's a bad that's, excuse. I, that's insane to me. If, if you must have been having a really bad day, if someone steals from you and you turn around and you say, "I'm not going to die on this plane with them," <laughs> you're not real. That because she said that you can all stay and die if you want, but I'm getting off this plane. Like she evoked a. A plane crash. There's no way that was over AirPods. She's just clearly, isn't. She's, she's clearly not mentally stable. If I'm being oh, I don't think we can blame that. I don't think so. She's a marketing executive. She has a job. She has a family. I don't know, Hayden. I disagree. I don't think we can. I, Everybody I, on the I internet is in love with her. There are people in jobs that are not mentally stable. Trust me. Sure. I, I mean, I, I might be one of them. Who knows? I'm just <laughs> saying that that response has nothing to do with AirPods. Nothing to do with AirPods. And I don't know. I just, I don't like it. Don't like it one bit. And I'm not a conspiracy guy. Matt knows that. I call out conspiracy all the time because most of the time they don't make sense. And in fairness, this one doesn't make sense. Don't know why they would lie. But I just, it doesn't feel like that's what was happening. It really doesn't. Yeah, dude. Well, do we see Tiffany going on any big podcast? Do we see her going to take advantage of this fame? No, I mean, this not fame. do this, this do the 60 minutes interview. What this did you see? She seems, in, she seems embarrassed by it either because she was about AirPods and she overreacted or because it's not about AirPods and she doesn't want to talk about it. Either way, I don't think she's going to make a big thing out of this. Interesting. Well, if there's a will, there's a way with the internet. If you will get identified, whether you like it or not. Turns out. But yeah, this was a great one. I appreciate it. <laughs> Already quick turnaround. We'll all we'll be back on Tuesday with it with another tweet cap. So we will see you all then. Great work, Hayden and Ryan. Thanks, Matt. Check that off. Another great one in the books. Awesome stuff, Ryan and Hayden. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdComoPod, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Productive Conversations. So we're back next week with a new slate of shows. We are going to do another tweet cap on Tuesday, see what's going on in the world after this weekend. Have some laughs, have some fun, and enjoy the vibes because next week is already the middle of August. And we're going to make the most of it. So we'll see you next week with another tweet cap and another fun show after that. Planning another topic, Thunder, before the football season starts. Getting some other guests in along the way. Launching the new Productive Conversations website at the end of the month. And a whole lot of love besides that. So it's going to be a good time. Let's enjoy it. And... Yeah, let's just have a great weekend. You know what to do with it. I want to thank Hayden Nadler and Ryan Page for their contributions to the show today. I want to thank Alexander DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolo Ren, for what he does behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us, no matter what. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, and I'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace! All she needed was some...